welcome once again to Raging and Eating. This is Chef Rossi, owner and executive chef of the Raging Skillet in New York City. And here I am once again talking to you in late hours. You know, that's kind of my jam, talking late at night. Tonight, uh, well, I've got some heavy things on my mind. You may recall my tribute to my beautiful, wondrous, delightful, angelic friend, Susie Starlight. And if you didn't hear that show, scroll back, Raging and Eating, a few podcasts ago. Susie Starlight, well, if you ever met her, you'd know. It's a woman who's always glowed, sparkled. That's what a friend of mine said about her who only met her once. She sparkled. Someone who just walked through life with an extra glow, who really and truly wanted to leave a path of kindness everywhere she went. I'm not saying she wasn't human and she didn't have flaws and she didn't make mistakes and she didn't have moments of anger and everything, you know, just like humans do. But really someone who walked through this entire life trying to be good, trying to be kind, trying to share love. And I think whatever it was you were supposed to get in this life, I think she got it. She found a spiritual way of being through meditation, through her higher power, through the universe, through her family, however she did it, she got it and shared it with all she could. So, the thing is, as I'm taping this, just a few hours ago, Susie Starlight left this planet, this world, to be one with the universe, with the stars. I imagine heaven, or I imagine her energy, perhaps, is here all around us. In life, she was a true star. Her name, Susie Starlight, says it all. But now I think she really is one with the stars, shining in the starlight. I was out at night when I got the news, just right around 7 p.m., that she'd passed only 10 minutes ago, peacefully and quietly, surrounded by love. I'm glad that she's free to shine and soar and float all over this world. Maybe all of that kindness and goodness that she tried to share and spread around while she was with us. She'll do a thousand million trillion fold as a blast of starlight. So it is to you, Susie Starlight, that I pledge to try to live a better life in your honor, to try to be better, do better, do good. I'll do that for you, sweet little baby sister. So this is not going to be a show about my broken heart and the broken hearts of all the people who loved and love Susie Starlight. This is going to be a show about 
the wondrous, glorious lesson of sharing love and giving love and shining, shining for yourself and for others. I would like to say that I have done that more, but I really have fallen short. I do try to be a good person. I do try to do good. I do try to look after the little guy or the little girl, all of those things. But I also walk past homeless people. Okay, today I gave a homeless man an entire chicken dinner. I said, he wanted money. I said, are you hungry? He's like, well, I could eat. I said, here's this chicken dinner just cooked. And that made me feel good. But I did walk past this week, dozens of homeless people and ignored them, just kept walking on my way to work, busy, busy, busy. And I'm not saying I can stop at every single homeless person in New York City because there's quite a few of them. But maybe I could just acknowledge them more. Why run past them as if they're invisible? They're human beings who need help. Maybe I can't stop and help everyone, but maybe a smile, a nod, hello, something just to let them know that I see them, that they're not invisible. There, but for the grace of God. I myself was once for, okay, granted it was only for a night, but I was couch hopping for a few weeks in the 80s in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, which was a very dangerous place in the 80s. And um, then when I ran out of couches, I just walked around Port Authority all night. Port Authority overnight in 1981 for a little punk rock girl with blonde pink streaks in her hair. Mm, That was tough. And luckily I found a place to stay and then found a place to stay and kept going. But I never forgot the experience of not knowing where I would sleep and not knowing what I could do. And it was, I was so scared I just stayed awake paced and walked and tried to look scary. I'm sure I didn't scare anyone. But I know how lonely and terrifying it is to not have a home. And even though I didn't have a home for a few weeks of my life, I never forgot it. And so I need to remember that lesson. And I need to treat these people who really don't have anything not like they're invisible because they're not. They're human beings and they love and they like and they they deserve respect and dignity even if they don't have a home. Even if all they have is what's on their back. So, in honor of you, Susie Starlight, I am going to pledge to do better and to be better. And to not see people who are desperate and in need as invisible. That's a terrible thing. And I feel terrible that I have to admit I've done it. So, and so have you, so have we all. But let's do better. Things are happening in the world right now. 
the beautiful people of Ukraine are being murdered, attacked by a giant Russian army. And they're so brave and so awesome and we love them. But why can't we try to do better? Why can't we try to be better? So that's my pledge in honor of you, sweet, beautiful Susie Starlight. And I know that the next time I go out and I look up at the stars, you will be shining on me as long as I'm shining for you. And that I promise I will do. This morning I was taking inventory. I was looking for old photographs of my beautiful Sue, Susie Starlight. And I knew I had two or three, a few photos of her as a teenager. But I was very happy to find more than I thought I had. I found photos of her as a teenager. I found photos of her as a beautiful woman in her 20s at my 29th birthday, looking radiant and glorious. Well, she's always been beautiful every day of her life, as long as I've known her. But I have to say, she was particularly beautiful in her 20s. I looked at that photograph, breathtakingly beautiful, I would even say. Full of life, always. And I was enchanted to find all of those photographs. And then at last I found one of the two of us together because I didn't have any shots of the two of us together because I was always the one taking the picture or she was taking the picture. But I found a shot of the two of us together. And we were having a great time. I don't know where we were. It seems to me that it was some sort of a gay event. We were surrounded by men. And I I think it might have been gay pride or a concert or something like that. I don't know. It was outside maybe in Central Park. I don't know. I'd love to know. But I don't think it mattered. It just mattered that we were having a great time together. And Susie Starlight was not gay, actually. Not that that matters. But she just was there as my sister and my wonderful, wonderful friend, supporting me in everything that I did. And so I think it was a gay event, probably a concert in Central Park, something like that. Anyway, like I said, it doesn't matter. What matters is that we were together. And I love looking at that photograph. It fills my heart, fills my heart with love. Love, simple, simple word. I'm always looking for other ways to say it. With goodness, with adoration, with fulfillment, with light. But sometimes there just isn't another way to say it just love. So, Susie Starlight left this planet, this sphere, this earth, surrounded by love. Peaceful, quiet, and surrounded by love. And the last time I saw her just a few days ago, thank God, I held her hand and told her I loved her and her wonderful boyfriend and her wonderful friend and her beautiful son all did the same, surrounded by love, a legacy of love. 
And that's what she left on this planet, a legacy of love. That's what I want to leave when I go. I mean, yes, I want to write books and I want to write plays and I want to do podcasts and I want to make beautiful food. But in the end, I think it's the love that lasts forever. That's why I know Susie Starlight will last forever. I think it's the love that will last forever. And so I want to leave a legacy of love. Today, I walked all around the city. It was a strange day because it was raining and then when it stopped, even though it had been freezing cold last night, it all of a sudden became a beautiful 60-degree day. And I walked everywhere. And I must have known somewhere inside that I was going to be saying goodbye to Susie Starlight today. I could feel it was close. But I walked along the water and I called people because I get busy. I get busy and I don't want to be on the phone and tell me you don't do this. I sent a text message because it takes too long to talk on the phone. I shoot an email and a quick text message. People don't talk on the phone anymore. It's way too much time. But today, I did just that. Because I could feel my old friend getting ready to fly away. And in that void, I reached out and I wanted to share love. So I called another old friend, of course, to talk about Susie Starlight, but to share my love. Because in that void, I wanted to share love. The strange thing was that today, walking around the city, was exactly the time that I would call Susie Starlight and take her with me. I once took her with me for a walk along the water for hours. She said, I feel like I just did that walk with you, and she did. That's what I wanted to do today. I so wished I could take her with me on that walk. But instead, I kept her in my heart, and I used that walk to share love with my other good, beautiful friend, and later on with my beautiful nephew and my beautiful niece, with as many people as I could. And so I think that that's going to be, that is definitely Susie Starlight's legacy. But that's the legacy that I want. And so I start now. Probably right after I do this podcast, I'll have to call my girlfriend and tell her I love her because I have to admit I didn't really want to stay on the phone with her because I just wanted to sit with my thoughts and mourn the loss of my beloved friend. But that'll be the legacy. So, how might you have a legacy of love? Because life is short. What could you do today? Well, it maybe it's late, but maybe before you go to sleep, you could just send a quick message to someone you haven't talked to in a long time and say, just wanted you to know I love you. And tomorrow when you wake up, maybe you could just be a little kinder to everyone you meet, to your wife, your husband, your son, your daughter, your doorman, 
the guy driving the taxi, everyone you meet. Tomorrow, I'm going into the kitchen. And I may not meet anyone there because I'm going to be alone in the kitchen, but I'll have lots of phone calls. And in those phone calls, it would be so easy to be short with people. You know, even the people I get barraged every day with people trying to sell me things. And I just go, not interested, click. But you know what? I did phone sales for a living once. And God, it's a thankless job. Lots of rejection. So would it be so much effort to say, I'm so sorry. I'm really not interested. Have a beautiful day. And then hang up. That only took me, what was that, a second? Maybe two seconds. I mean, come on for crying out loud. And then when I'm making my food, maybe I could add even more love and more fun. You know, recently I was asked to write something for a piece on the Huffington Post, in the Huffington Post, about potato chips and how I feel about them. And I thought, boy, did they come to the right place because I have lots to say about potato chips. I know this is an odd segue, but bear with me. So I've always had kind of a, a love for using things in fun ways. Like when I was a teenager, as you know, and I discovered marijuana, I think you know that too, I started playing around with salty and sweet. I got fascinated with the combination of salty and sweet. Now I'm a chef, and I realize that that is a very chef-y culinary thing to do. But when you're a teenager, not so much. And so I thought, hmm, why not make a sort of of a rice crispy kind of thing, only with melted Snickers bars and marshmallows and potato chips. Why not? You know what? That made a fantastic thing. The sweet of the Snickers and the salt of the chips and the marshmallow sweet, the whole thing. And then everyone loved it. Now, all those years later, in 2015, when my book, The Raging Skillet, came out, I was recipe testing that because I wanted to have some childhood recipes. And I imagined it was going to be horrible. And it was great, so much so, so fantastic, that I added it to my menu and I started putting it on my finger food dessert buffets. So if you ever come over, I'll make it for you. It's fabulous. And I love taking potato chips and taking them places you wouldn't expect them to be. Like, I love to take beautiful sushi-quality tuna and cut it in little pieces and toss it in my tartare marinade, which is sesame oil and tamari and wasabi. Simple, beautiful. Toss it up in that and then serve it on a ridge ruffle potato chip with a dusting of wasabi sesame seeds or maybe chives or scallion. So the most expensive tuna on a ruffles. It's just great. It's naughty. I love potato chip naughty. And potato chips are great for crusting chicken with. Like who doesn't love fried chicken? How about an oven fried chicken? That's much easier, right? So you take your chicken. If you're doing a breast 
you might want to kind of half it, you know, lengthwise, sort of butterfly it, as they say. Or, you know, thighs, whatever you're doing. Anyway, you dip it in flour first, and I season the flour. I like to do garlic powder and onion powder and paprika and salt and pepper. You know, give it a little zing. You dip it in the flour first. This is important. And then you dip it in beaten egg, which I'll throw a few shots of Tabasco in, because why not? And then dip it in crushed potato chip. I like a sturdy potato chip, like a kettle chip or a Cape Cod chip, something like that. Crush them and dip the chicken in that. Then you grease up a baking pan. I'm going to put wax paper down or parchment or something and grease it up. And you lay out your chicken on that. And you could even drizzle a little melted butter or margarine or something like that on top if you want for a little extra grease. Stick it in the oven at like 400 until it's done. And if it's like, you know, just a little chicken fritter or strip, it'll be done in like 20 minutes. But if it's the breast, it might take 40, 45 minutes. Hard to say. Thighs can take a while too. You have to just kind of keep checking. But you get this great oven fried potato chip chicken. It's so sexy and yummy. I'm serious, you're gonna love it. So I think the moral of the potato chip story is just to be open to an adventure. Potato chips are not just something to shove in your mouth late at night or early in the morning or whenever you do it. They can go all sorts of places and do all sorts of exciting things. And they make people happy. They make people laugh. I mean, when I serve a beautiful filet mignon, people are like, oh my God, that's so good. It makes them happy. But it doesn't make them laugh. But when I give them potato chip crusted fried chicken or tuna on a ruffles or a Snickers and potato chip and marshmallow crispy, that makes them happy and it makes them laugh. And laughter is love, isn't it? So, in honor of my beautiful Susie Starlight, I want to make people happy. I want to make them laugh. I want to live a life in the light. My friend Joanna, who used to be my maitre d' for many years, she used to say that to me all the time. She would say, sending light or live in the light. I think she signed off her email was like sending you light and it didn't really at the time I was still a little bit on the dark and negative side back then I didn't really at the time understand what she meant by that sending you light live in the light but then when I pulled out of that darkness and negativity it took a while because it's addictive being dark and negative is addictive it really is it's like If your parents are dark, negative people, it's extra addictive. And it takes a while to break out of it. But once you do, it feels a little bit like you're coming into the light. I remember coming out of this dark era in my life. And I got away from dark people and the addiction of negative thinking and negative talking and digging a hole and burying yourself in it. And it was like as if someone flipped a light on or... Really, for me, it just felt like the sun came out, like a dark cloud had been swept away and the sun came out. And I'm like, I get it. This is what 
Joanna meant all those years ago. Live in the light. I'm sending you light. And a few years ago, when Susie Starlight told me that she thought she'd really like to just be called Starlight. Not so much Sue and Susie and Suzanne anymore. What did I think about that idea? And I laughed, of course, because she was a true hippie at heart. But then I thought if anyone in the world deserved that name, it was her. And so I kind of morphed the two together. She never officially became Starlight, but she officially became Susie Starlight to me anyway. And she very much was living in the light. And she had her own dark era. We, I guess we all do. But she was truly living in the light. She had love all around her. And she spread it everywhere. Everyone I've talked to that is known about Susie getting ready to leave this planet is devastated because they can't imagine the earth without this glowing angel that so lit up their life. So many people. Maybe if you would see her walking down the street, you might say, what a pretty young woman. Well, 55, young, beautiful, very young and beautiful. You might say, what a pretty young woman. You might say, what a kind woman. But you might not know exactly when she's walking down the street how strong her light was, how strong her light still is and will always be, even though she's not on the planet anymore. And so I honor you, Susie Starlight, by pledging to do better and to be better. And you all can do the same, because I know you've lost someone. We've all lost someone. Maybe you haven't lost someone today, like I have, but you've lost someone. And so you know what it feels like to have that empty void, that aching moment, wondering how you'll fill it. I suggest filling it with light and with love. And not just keeping it to yourself, but spreading it around. While you're doing all that spreading, add some fun and some joy and some laughter. And try the potato chip crusted fried chicken. And try my Snickers potato chip crispy. That is really sick, trust me. And also, have a little tuna tartare on a ruffle potato chip. It doesn't have to be a ruffle. It could be any potato chip, but I like the ridge because it really catches the tuna. Anyway, tonight the world lost Susie Starlight just this evening. But I know that she will be shining from the stars. I know I'll feel her and see her. I know she will be loving and holding and guiding and nourishing and shining on her beautiful son for the rest of his life. And I know I will always pledge to do a little better and be a little better for you, sweet Susie. I love you. 
and I always will. This is Rossi for Raging and Eating. And as always, food is love. And so are you. Now go out and shine.